blood 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 your blood your your horizons. horizons. Welcome back, listeners, to Bludgeon Your Horizons, where we attempt to violently expand each other's musical horizons. Uh, my name is Eric, and there are three other people here. Hello. Not technically in the room, but introduce yourselves, I guess. I'm Andrew. I picked the album for this week. And the album is Shoe Shoes Angel Guts Red Classroom. And to my imaginary left is Dave. Hey there. I listened to Angel Guts Red Classroom. Hi, Dave. Hi. Hi. And I'm Peter. I'm a... Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't talk. I'm a guest on the show sometimes. And I'm sitting underneath the imaginary table, poking everybody in the legs. Ah, my shins! My beautiful shins! I also listened to the album, by the way. Yeah. Because it would be pointless for me to be on here without having heard it. All right, everyone. Mm-hmm. I could see how that wouldn't work out so well. Uh, so, uh, you want to kind of give us this sort of story and introduction to this album, because isn't it based on a Japanese porn or something? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, you don't need to know the background to appreciate the album, but it is an album by Shushu. Shushu is notorious for being weird for many reasons, such as the singer's vocal style, which is a lot of breathing and a lot of choking on himself, a lot of interesting electronic sounds, and a lot of different instrumentalizations. And so, Angel Guts Red Classroom is Shushu's latest album. It's named after a Japanese pinku film by the same name, in which a pornographer becomes obsessed with a porn starlet, and then he finds her, and he finds out that the rape scene in the film was actually real, and his idyllic vision of her is quickly shattered when he realizes... She's a nymphomaniac, and she's descended into this pit of um, prostitution and abuse. And so, does that does that explain a lot about this album to you guys? It actually it does. does. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I, can... I, I read this one review, and it was like, yeah, it's just named after this Japanese porn movie for no reason. And then I was like, are you fucking? Re- did you listen to the album? But, <laughs> yeah. So the the lead. The main frontman of Shushu, his name is Jamie Stewart. Um, he recorded this album after he moved to L.A. because he... I forgot why he moved to L.A. Maybe he thought it would just be nice, but he moved into Echo Park, Los Angeles. And very quickly, and within a very short amount of time, they found two baby skeletons in a nearby building. They dragged a body <laughs> out of the lake in Echo Park, um, Echo Park itself is the, I think Echo Park itself, that's the park that's split amongst four different gangs, and basically Jamie Stewart was having a great time, as in he was incredibly fascinated by how weird LA is, and how depraved it is at the same time. Sorry. He loves um, how, yeah. Where, where in LA is Echo Park? Echo Park is like, it's not downtown LA, 
I'm, I live in L.A., and yet I don't know the relation of everything to each other because L.A. is a giant warehouse wasteland, and it, I can totally see where like you That's, like, the absolute from. most perfect way you could describe Oh, LA. yeah, yeah. You, you visited L.A., like, like, once, right, Peter? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times, and that's basically exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> can't get my bear, bearings in L.A. So it's not downtown L.A., but it's, it's one of the neighborhoods in L.A. Gotcha. So that's the environment that he wrote Angel Guts Red Classroom in. And as to the sound of the album, it's it's kind of like the soundtrack to a Japanese pinku gore rapey porn mo- porn movie. It's got a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of animal noises, machine noises, but he's really good at putting down a pretty good electronic beat, so he does a really good job of making it um you know, still musical as well, as well as being horrific. So, yeah, does that explain a lot about the album to you guys, knowing all that backstory? Does that does that enlighten you guys? Yeah, it actually, it makes a lot more sense now. Like, in what way? <laughs> Just in the way it sounds, I guess. Like, having that <clears throat> background, I don't know. Does the porn come through to you guys? <laughs> I, I did not, porny? I just yeah. didn't, this, I don't know what was up with this, because cause you guys were kind of talking about it throughout, like, the week that we were listening to it, and just being like, oh, I know that the song's about this and all this. I didn't hear any of that. It Seriously, it's just, it was just too much. It just flew all over my head. I didn't feel the porn. It just... <laughs> the porn felt you, Dave. <laughs> oh, it felt you. While, uh, while you slept that night. I, I don't doubt that. Like... <laughs> This, yeah, this one was just so... You know, I've heard Choo Choo before. I've heard it plenty because I have a couple of friends who listen to it. I don't even think that they knew that about the Pinku film. I, I, I will tell them that and see how they react. But they showed it to me, and I was like, this stuff's so bizarre. I, I couldn't do it, and I just... I don't understand a lot of it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, like how you're talking about his singing style being a lot of breathing and screaming. I don't... I didn't see the method. I just... It just sounded like he's like doom doom in the nose. Like that's just how it just sounds like every time. <laughs> like, like so many times because I I always make notes. So many times I was like, why is he talking like that? Why is he doing this? Why are there pig noises? You know why? Just oh, lots yeah. of noise, lots of doom doom doom. You know and uh, right. I don't know. So Dave, tell me more about your difficulties with this album because it's just it's wine and cheese to me right now. <laughs> Tell me, just lay it on. Why do you? So, did you not enjoy this album? I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I don't know if I. Nec- I listened to it multiple times, but I never. I never like read the words or anything. Maybe that could have changed something. I did. There were a couple songs I genuinely liked. I really did like "Stupid in the Dark," and that I actually tossed yeah. into a lot of my playlists. That's a very good song, in my opinion. I love "Stupid in the Dark," and I also liked "Botanica de los Angeles." Um, that one was really fun. But the rest of them, like, I think that 11 and 12, at that point, it just all sounded the same. Uh, yeah, and I finished on in Cynthia's unisex. I was just kind of like, okay, at this point, I'm done, you know? <laughs> um, it, it was just, it was just, it was a really big trip. And I guess that that's kind of a good thing about it is that it does bring out a reaction. It's not something you can just have on, you know? You're always just like, what the hell, you know, in a good way or a bad way, so... Uh, yeah, but there were some songs, specifically El Naco, I felt like I was just like stuck in a Stanley Kubrick film. You know, there was just 
It was just so insane. I yeah. You know, and, and I know that lots of people freak out about black dick because it makes no sense, and time I black dick on the table, and I don't I don't understand the art, but I didn't really care. I was just like, I don't I don't get it. Right. I guess I'm dumb. Black dick. We gotta talk about black dick. I. The thing that I love about Black Dick is that, for one thing, it's called Black Dick, and it's the al- it's the song that everyone's going to talk about right after they listen to Shushu. There's a yeah. song called Black Dick, and the chorus... I don't even know if it is the chorus, but the chorus is Jamie Stewart just breathing, Black Dick! Black Dick! Black Dick! Black Dick! Yeah, that pretty much is the chorus. And it sounds... It sounds really, like, juvenile and primal, but when you, when you get into the lyrics, and the lyrics do add a lot, it's, like, a lot about fetishizing the races basically they talk about mexican pussy um asian tits just it's just reducing every race into like one sexual uh, object i don't remember there being lyrics that song. is what it is oh yeah this, this <laughs> is, yeah the breathing scraping sounds that's that's singing that's jamie stewart singing and right. that's usually the biggest hurdle people have when they're trying to get into shushu it's this really weird singing style which is sometimes like spoken word poetry Sometimes it's like collage sounds. But yeah, I really like Black Dick in that it it really hammers home perversity. You know what I mean? Well, obviously it's called fucking Black right, Dick. Right, yeah. <laughs> you can always count on a, on a dick to hammer things home. <laughs> See, I actually can, found his yeah. voice to be like the only thing I could really get into in this album. <laughs> Like you got into his voice? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what's what's your favorite like Jamie Stewart line in on this album? Black Dick. Black, Black dick. dick. I really like Stupid in the Dark. Like that was sort of my yeah. favorite performance from him. I actually oh, the truck you drive could easily crash into an even bigger truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the one liners like Yeah. That. Like, that was really cool. Like, another line that was just like, you're, please reduce your breast size to a more manageable size. I touch it, and it's like a lobster crawling under my arm. Oh, is that what he says? I heard the yeah. lobster part, but I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Yes, yes. Oh it's, my god. And, and the lyrics kind of go like that pretty much throughout the album. It's a lot of jarring, disgusting imagery overlapped with sexual imagery. And sometimes I feel like this is like a like Guantanamo Bay invented this album as like a torture to like get their prisoners <laughs> to hate sex and never be able to have sex ever again, just because they're so terrified, you know. Now is that it's your worst torture. thing you can say about this album? That's the best thing I can say about this album. Oh. I love that it's it's so evil and weaponizable. My uh, my boyfriend went and saw Shushu. That's that's how uh, he found out about them. And so he said that it was just a really awkward concert. He said that they like <laughs> put a vibrator inside a jar and just made music with it. And he said that it was just like lots of really loud shrieking noises. Like his his ears hurt the entire time. But he said <laughs> that when he walked out, he was just like, "That was such an experience and it was so cool." And so he really liked it still. Wow. Just because of the fact that, like, it was so weird. Wow. That's the dream. I'm sure that's what Shushu really wants to happen. Like, for you to be insane in the moment, but afterwards you're like, huh, I'm never going to feel that again. So I'm, I guess I'm glad that happened at least once in my life. <laughs> I think that's... 
So, any other lines that you really liked? Uh, uh, let's see. Wasn't there something like baking soda put it out in Black Dick? Yeah. 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 yeah they were talking about boobs. He <laughs> was comparing boobs to like a volcan volcanic science project in one nipple. Yeah. Oh, baking soda. Yeah. 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 The lyrics really add a lot. You, if if you ever feel the the impulse to go back to this album, do it. Well, like having the lyric sheet in front of you. It adds a lot. No, I imagine. I think I may have to do that. I imagine. Yeah, I think those were the two lines that really grabbed me to where I was like, I really loved the truck one. The truck one just really stuck with me. Like, just, you're driving a truck, but you could easily be crushed by an even larger truck. Right? It's not even, like, poetic, the way he, the way he writes it, either. An even larger truck. It's, I don't know. I really like his lyricism. Yeah. He's got a healthy sense of humor. So the challenging part for you was kind of the instrumental then? Yeah, the instrumentals for me, like, it was sort of confrontational, but still a little samey. And mm. just, I could never get into anything like, nothing really dragged me along and bashed me around. Nothing sort of let me float along. Except maybe El Naco with the bells and stuff. Um, <laughs> I like the bells from El Naco, But a lot of the other stuff, like, I just... It just was a little impenetrable. I There was no sort of, like, entry point. I felt like I was poking a membrane on the outside of it. <laughs> the beautiful thing about El Naco, because that's the that's the one where it's like pure ringing noise and Jamie Stewart kind of screaming and like in pain. Yeah, right? over and over again. Yeah, that's the song that comes right after the pleasant song, right in the middle of the album. That's like the that's like the love song. I think it's called New Immigration Life. Yeah. I think New New Life Immigration is what. Yeah, I New Life Immigration, and it's just Jamie Stewart being like, "No life is special, but I found one life that is special, and that is you." <laughs> and it's like really sweet, really kind of jarring, and it's like, and then El Naco. <laughs> Suddenly El Naco. That's what for, I love about El Naco. For New Life Immigration, I, I my notes included. It just repeats. I don't think I was high enough for this one. That's. <laughs> I just I couldn't. I didn't even know that he said... See, the thing is, it's fun hearing what you guys are saying, that the songs are saying, because I couldn't find that. So, that's interesting. Tell me more. Hmm. So, Bitter Melon, I feel like the first half is more song-like, and the second half is definitely more noisy. Or, were you going to say something, Eric? Oh, I was going to ask you about Adult Friends. Adult yeah. Friends. The one with the pigs. <laughs> I don't think I have that much to say about Adult Friends aside from the fact that I do like the pig thing. I like that they juxtapose sex and just these disgusting animal noises. It's it's not like an enjoyable music, but it's definitely striking in that kind of way. And it it's is just epic this whole pastiche. Awful... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it is, it is epic in an awful way. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, another interesting track on the second half, the noisier half, is Bitter Melon. Did you guys have any notes on Bitter Melon? 
it's like a softer song, and it's right between Silver Platter and Knife in the Sun, and they both sound kind of samey. So I don't blame you if you don't recognize Bitter Melon. Bitter Melon, I actually kind of liked it. It, it was super weird. It, 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 <clears throat> it sounded like a trip to the underworld. You know, like let's go on vacation to a really awful place. Like that's what it sounded like to me. Because oh, yeah. it, it is kind of pleasant. Yeah, like you say, it gets kind of really jarring, and it was just that's what I thought about it. It was very awkward. So yeah, Bitter Melon is the weird, softer song on the latter half of the album. But when I read the lyrics, I kind of understood why he made it soft. So the lyrics read, Little boy, can I ever love you enough? Little boy, can I face you truly enough? And then it kind of dawned on me that, oh god, this is another arena of his sexual perversity. And this is probably a pedophilic-tinged song. And then the f- opening lines just kind of clicked with me. And the opening lines are, a hammer of purple shit bashes down on your fantasy. Oh. And at that point, I was like, all right, Jamie Stewart, you just you destroyed sex in every possible way now. That's incredible. I definitely feel like uh, imagizing your dick as a hammer of purple shit is not yeah. sexy. Right. It's rough. It's not yeah. like It's rough. See. So I'm guessing you guys did not find this album sexy. Um, no. there were some parts mm. where I feel like his voice got a little Peter Steely from Type O Negative, which always sort of puts me in a sexy mood. And there was some, there was some sort of uh, animal catharsis to be had that isn't completely unsexy. Like, I love animal catharsis. <laughs> Someone say animal catharsis. <laughs> Eric, it's animal catharsis in the sense of like a coyote chewing its own leg off, and that last sinew finally snaps. <laughs> well, that's what you meant. <laughs> then yes, that is. Sexy. Oh wow! What about you, Dave? Anything sexy about this? Named after porn. It's very porn-themed. Did Jamie Stewart do his job for you? Did he just wreck sex? You know, I I kind of agree with Eric. Sometimes sex is really nice and loving, you know, and it's super great and tender and everyone cares for each other. There are other times when it's like, let's not talk, rip off your clothes, and it's just, like, animalistic. and, And that's what I got from this. It was just all animal. Like, it was just primal sex. So I guess in that kind of way, but I don't really know when I would ever listen to this album, and it would definitely not be during any kind of sex making that I would have. I mean, not I even don't... animal sex. Well, well, see, I, I don't participate in violent orgies. That's the only time I can see this <laughs> being of use. So, Eric's like, "Well, let me eat." <laughs> I mean, the orgies usually aren't that. <laughs> They're pleasantly violent. Yeah. yeah. I add some of these songs to playlists. Like Stoop in the in the Dark, I add to like Night Drive playlists. It's got a really it's got a really yeah. nice thump and a really nice beat to it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's definitely the most like it's a nice entry point to it. It's also the most melodic out of all. Yeah. Yeah. 
everything else I would kind of put onto playlists that are more so- or more story-like, or they try to do something specific, like ruin sex for you. <laughs> is that's what this album is for? Is that how you organize your playlists? Like this playlist ruins this particular theme for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I weaponize it, and then I secretly play it in public. I can say something though. Listen to this album. The thought just occurred to me that I would give anything to have an, a ukulele version of this album where all these songs are just covered with ukulele and just see how it goes. I just want to hear it. What made you think of that? Because, don't, I, because <clears throat> the truth is that there are lots of albums that I really like that I wish that I could just cover because there's something awful about it. You know, like the singer's <laughs> voice is awful or they don't know how to play a piano, something like that. And so. I'm always like, oh, this album would be so good if I could just cover it. And I was thinking this this would be good covered, but I'm like, but it couldn't just be like a normal acoustic cover. It would have to be like something weird. And ukulele just came to mind. It's just <laughs> it's just such like juxtaposition, no, you know. It, it's, no, it's I know perfect. what you're talking about. That's like the anti shushu instrument, right? There. It would be a completely <laughs> different album, though. Would it still be sexy, though? I think it would be a lot more sexy if it was. Ukulele is not a sexy instrument. <laughs> Sexier than whatever the hell this is. <laughs> I think you might be wrong. I think you might be wrong. I think ukulele might be the least sexy instrument ever. And so, so it belongs on this album, really. <laughs> Next plus Near Horizons, I will play ukulele version of Stupid in the Dark, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. But I think we've kind of established, Eric, that your sexual tastes are a little bit more animalistic <laughs> than the average, perhaps. Okay. We learned so much about each other through these albums. Right? So true. I'm like, how do I even talk to you guys? <laughs> Every week, I'm just like, whoa, what? I, like, I'm like, Andrew has good taste in music, and then it's like, shoo shoo. I'm like, whoa, something happened this week. <laughs> we all have Deep dark secrets. I can't trust anyone. No, this is the podcast to share them. <laughs> We're all really fucked up. Right? <laughs> Peter loves little children singing. That sounded awful. <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute to figure out what you were talking about, but even knowing that, it still sounds awful. And I won't, I won't reference for the listener what we're talking about either. I'm just going to leave it as that. God. Oh. Happy birthday. There, there's context for that. Happy birthday. Oh, it's Peter's birthday, listeners. Oh, yeah. For- <laughs> oh, which of these Don't songs forget. would you like us to sing to you for your birthday? You guys all have to sing me Black Dick for my birthday. Black Dick. Okay, please stop. Black Dick. Peter. On the table. <laughs> To Peter. No, not to me. Happy Black Dick. <laughs> Peter. Yellow titties on the bureau. One nipple of volcano on fire. The other nipple. I'm going to go cry in the corner. Baking soda, put it out. Not before you blow out your black dick. Peter. God. You have to blow that black dick, Peter. Come not on. the way I should be starting my birthday. Or maybe it is. Ending it, for sure. I'm just looking over the lyrics to Black Dick all over again, and it's awesome. I'm a brown crying. pussy in a race car. 
What does that mean? It's, it is what it is, Dave. It's a brown <laughs> pussy in a race car. It's art. I don't understand. No, it's literal. Oh. You don't have to think about it. That's just, it just yeah, it's, is. It's there. You saw it one day and then you wrote it down. So someone just like drives, someone likes driving around with their cat. That's. Or he just saw someone that he thought he could beat up and the guy was like a little bit tanner and he was in a race car. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, women, women can be race drivers too. Especially true. women of color. This is true. So it could have been <laughs> Thank that. you, Peter. Thank you for making the podcast socially aware. What did you think of the album, Peter? You didn't get to weigh in as much. Part of that is because it's been a little while since I heard this. So I don't remember everything from it. But Do you remember your, like, your first reaction? <sighs> I remember this being more tolerable than some of the other stuff we've listened to. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I didn't think this was as hard as um This really know, this, this really wasn't as bad as song. Yeah. That's kind of true. I mean, I could listen to this one more than once. I don't think I've listened to any of the other ones more than once. Um cuz I was so happy <laughs> to be done with them, you know. But this one repeated and I let it, you know, cuz I don't know, because it is kind of shoegazy, you know, and so it is kind of just like chill to be with, you know, but it's not like something of choice. I didn't put it on by choice, that's for sure. (laughs) I could listen to it again, but I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Eric? Do you think it was tolerable? Uh, I actually gave this three good Mm -hmm. listens. And usually after three listens, I can get into most things. Like, there are not too many albums that sort of resist me after three albums. Like, I can usually get in, or three listens. And this one, I was just like, nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not doing it for me. Like, Asa Chang and June Ray, I could see putting that on. I could see reaching for that. Uh, Sandinista. I probably wouldn't put the whole album on, but I could see picking it apart yeah. and putting it in other playlists. This one, I was just kind of like, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And this is coming from the man who sent us. That Pop one, was it last time, or was it? Oh, Boredoms. Yeah, it was last time. Yeah, yeah it was last time, the Boredoms. That was... Mm. The Boredoms. He sent us the album that they made because they were bored, and, and then they, they got bored of their songs halfway yeah. through, and they played different songs. Uh, well, yeah! this, this has been very satisfying to me. I'm glad. I, I your comments about it just make me so glad. Something about this album. Did you guys notice the Angel Guts begins on the right speaker and Red Classroom ends on the left speaker? Oh, uh-huh. what the heck? So it's like a uh, no. It reads what? right. Interest. I'm sorry, say that again, Andrew. We're talk- I was talking at the same time. Oh, it's like a manga. It reads right to left. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> for the Spooky whole album, it, it really plays like a... It, it does play like a snuff film for me. Like, the mm. second track, it's like you're going into, like, the basement in Thailand where people are sticking things in holes and <sighs> car parts and stuff. I didn't mean to say Thailand. I don't have anything against Thailand. It's just... I think I got it from, like, a show or something. And then, you know, 
you see these lo- weird acts of perversion. There's a soft track right in the middle where it's like, huh, I remember the better times. And then it just gets crazy from there. Which is why I can't remember anything from the second half of the album. And then it just ends in this drilling noise. Which I took to be like... That's like... It's the basic act of inserting something into something else. But it's like the most machine sounding version of that image that you can possibly get it's like reducing a dick going into a pussy <laughs> to a dentist's drill and i just thought that was like the perfect way to end the album you guys are so good at picking this shit apart into things that make sense <laughs> this, this album is my baby I, I i love this album very much uh, you have a really weird baby <laughs> it's my baby it's my weird baby it's my baby and i'll <laughs> okay. Any closing comments you guys would like to say about Andrew Gets Red Classroom? Is it better or worse than any of the previous Bludgeon Your Horizons albums? It's better than the previous one. <laughs> so it's better than Boredoms, but worse than what? I think it, I think it's the scariest. Like that's scariest? What, yeah, so far this is the one that has frightened me the most. Just in general. Yes. Because the thing is, was it more, I think it's um, right below, <laughs> so far what we've done, I think that it's it's listenable right, right below Send Me Stuff by The Clash. You know, <laughs> like it's, because at least The Clash has like songs, you know, and you can pick up words and notes. And, and this one has words and notes, but it's not completely, there's no sense. There's no rhyme or reason. But at least it's, there's some melody at times, you know. Well, there, I guess that there is rhyme or reason. You guys have been talking about that. I just didn't pick up on that the first time, I guess. But that's how I feel. Scary. I'm scary. Yay. <laughs> I don't want to say... <laughs> no, I kind of do. I This was easily the worst album for me. Just terrible. Like... I sort of hesitate to say that it's bad just because I feel like my inability to like it is more to do with me than any inherent <laughs> badness on its part. But oh, fantastic. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Oh, that makes me warm inside. Hey, Andrew, when do you listen to this music? Like, when are you just like, this is what I want? It's kind of like when you want to watch, like, a weird movie, you know? Like... Life's being a little too normal. I want to go into a weird space. Let's, let's put on Angel Guts Red Classroom. And then I come through it and I'm like, I don't know, it's just like going through a really weird zoo to me. I like not understanding shit and I like things impinging on myself. Yeah, so I, I guess know. it's for boring days. It's, for, it's an album for boring days. I don't know when I would ever go to a weird zoo. That doesn't sound... I would uh, want to go to a weird zoo. Yeah, right? Like, it's midnight, you've had a few drinks, you don't, re- you know, you don't want to go to a movie, you don't really want to, like, see people, you just want to see some weird midnight show that's, like, behind a blue curtain or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I get that urge, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I feel like hopping the neighbor's fence to see what that weird sound that he always makes at 2.58 in the morning is. That's that's what this album is. Oh. Bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just get into bath salts. 
Well, thank all of you for putting up with Angel Guts Red Classroom. It's been a pleasure to listen to your pain. So, <laughs> I guess if there's no more closing comments, Dave, do you want to talk or just kind of like preview the uh, next week's album? Yes, next week's album is Unknown Death by Young Lean. Um, it's an awful, awful album. This guy, I'm, he has this, it's a subset of culture. He's not, he's European. I think he's, I'm not sure. I'm not going to name a country. He's from Europe and he has made so much money and no one knows who he is, but he has his own little following and I hate the album. I think it's awful. Um, but some people really like it. So I asked my friend who is a sad boy. She is a sad boy. Like, like, like Young Lean's followers are called sad boys. So she's a sad boy, and she's going she's gonna to talk about it and kind of give us some insight. Because she showed it to me, and at first she started listening to it ironically, and I don't know what's happened to her. It's just... <laughs> she's not the she's, same. She's descended. No, it's actually <laughs> funny because um, she met a whole bunch of other sad boys because on Tinder, she would... <laughs> find all these boys who would put young lean lyrics in their tinder profile and so that and so she found she found she found a whole bunch of them and she told them to meet up at the same place at the same time and she came in and she's their queen now i guess and (laughs) and she uh she hangs out with them all the time that's how she met them a couple of them were roommates so and and so yeah all of she just hangs out with the sad boys it's it's a crew it's so freaking weird it's like it's like um it's like dr dre meets pokemon like i, I it's just so infantile rap it, oh man what can we have I all know. of them on say what i'm so excited for you guys to listen to this it's it's awful and the, the oh, look at the lyrics look at the videos get into it it's just bizarre okay. so okay yes I will do my homework. So the the thing with this show, maybe just if nothing else to clarify for the people listening, is that it's supposed to be albums that we like that other people would hate. And you said you don't like it, but you said yeah, at least you know someone who likes it, right? Yeah. And she so. she's willing to talk to us about it? Oh, definitely. She's actually very excited. Okay, cool. Yeah, the queen of the... What are they the called? The queen of the sad boys. Yeah. We will be joined by the Queen of the Sad Boys next week. I am so excited. You don't hear that every day. Queen, Queen of the Sad Boys. Yes. <laughs> and fuck you, listeners. <laughs> fuck you, Andrew, for sharing this album. Yes. Fuck you, about. I'm so luxurious Lightsaber in one hand I can be your savior Bitches on my dick Cause I'm so luxurious Lightsaber in one hand I can be your savior Optimus Prime Do it from behind Police knocking on my door I've done my time Wake me up at 7 just to fuck with my